Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Relax Running Podcast. I hope you're doing well. I hope your training's going well. If you're racing, I hope your racing's going well. Been nice to see so many races, both international, community level, opening back up over the last couple of weeks and months. And I uh, always found it easier to train when I had a race to go towards. So hopefully you're full of enthusiasm for your training now that there's a, there's a few more options opening up on the race front. Today I'll catch up with an athlete that I've been coaching now for just over a month. He's one of the newest athletes uh, at the Relaxed Running Coaching Program, and he is from Auckland in New Zealand. Aaron Henderson is a police officer. Uh, he's uh, done an Ironman before, and he's, he's decided to put his attention purely towards running for the next 12 months at least to try and qualify for the Boston Marathon in April of 2023. So, hey, we touch base here just to hear about how training's been going. You're going to find out. It's been a bit interrupted the last couple of weeks between pretty heavy work hours that he's been doing and also copping COVID over the last couple of days. But nonetheless, it was good just to touch base and hear about how he's been finding training. I could see on training peaks that he had been uh, going along very nicely for the, the first couple of weeks. And hey, like everyone, our, our training gets interrupted from time to time. So it was nice to hear about how he's navigated that and uh, and his plans to get back into it in the next few days. So uh, hey, if you are an athlete looking for a coach, we've still got spaces over at relaxrunning.com. If you go to relaxrunning.com, click on the coaching tab, see what it is I offer, see whether it might be a good fit for you. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, we can work together and uh, jump on board training peaks and, and do some of these phone calls together as well to make sure that we're getting you uh, getting through your training really effectively. So hey, really enjoyed this chat, really enjoyed a, a little coaching catch up with Aaron Henderson and uh, I'm sure you'll get plenty out of it as well. How has the last couple of weeks been going? I know you said it's it's been a little bit haywire with your uh, with your work hours and and now you cop the cooties. But up until that point, man, you you were ticking off some sessions really nicely. I, th- I think you're off to a beautiful start. For I guess as a bit of a bit of an introduction, uh, you contacted me about probably just over a month ago now, saying that you're pretty keen to have a crack at qualifying for the Boston Marathon. And um, I'm always excited to work with athletes who are who are pretty big goal setters and. Um, have the work ethic and obviously with your background in the Ironman I was I was sort of pumped um, <clears throat> especially to know that you are because uh, Ironman in my mind is just a it's like a whole nother level of endurance obviously as opposed to to just run a, ma- a marathon but um, you got stuck into it and your, your training was you know off to a really nice start but then yeah give us a bit of an overview on the last couple of weeks. Yeah so like you're saying yeah the first two weeks went really well felt really good it's got Got all my runs done, stuck to the program. But then, yeah, life kind of got in the way. Two weeks down in Wellington with work, just working the protests. So we're doing between 12 and 15 hours a day, one day off in two weeks. So, yeah, week one down there, I still, still got in a few runs. But then, yeah, week two was kind of a write off. Yeah. And then, got back to Auckland and got COVID. So <laughs> yeah, the last few weeks haven't been so good. <laughs> Man, so you would have been, um, like, did you feel, you would have been pretty run down at the protest as well, wouldn't you? Because it's not like you can just sit back, relax and and put your feet up, is it? You, are, are you sort of, when you're there, you're, you're on your feet and you're just fairly on for the whole day? Yeah, so most of that day you're just on your feet. So you're pretty tired by the end of the day. And then we're on call at night too. So had a couple of call-outs while we were there too. So, yeah, yeah it was pretty hectic. 
I've got a mate, I've got a mate down here in Victoria who works in the Ambos and it's a pretty similar story for him. He goes, some nights the shift work is the, it's the best job you ever get. Cause you just get eight hours sleep and you get paid for it. He said, then sometimes you, you get called out and you're, uh, you know, you're already on overtime and, and stuff like that. But I think that man, you're, you're fairly well accustomed to it being a, uh, you know, having been trained for the, the Ironman. Was it a couple of years ago you did that? Um, yeah, so there was 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So last year. I think um, I was I was just thinking the other day. It can. It's nice when you just keep a fairly relaxed attitude in times like this because, man, I uh, like I, I learned. It took me too long to figure out when I was in my running world that um, like there's going to be there's going to be like little setbacks and stuff along the way that can just it can mess with your head if you if you let it. But I think um, and one thing that that my audience or the relaxed running audience is totally sick of hearing me say, but I'll say it again just because it fits now is. Um, it's amazing how much of a correlation there seems to be between like the best athletes and their ability just to take things in their stride. So uh, I know myself when I was, especially when I was younger, like I'm 34 now. And, uh, but when I was about 18 or 19, the idea of, you know, getting sick, it was always in the back of my mind. I'm like, Oh, okay, I've got to try and run through this. I've got to try and push through it. And it, I, I feel like it took me about two years of, of just smashing myself and, not seeing some real breakthroughs in performance to go, all right, Tyson, like now's a chance just to put your feet up. You got, especially in your situation, because you've got so long until you're, uh, well, we're sort of looking at October, November to, to have a bit of a crack at your qualifying race for Boston and a few little stepping stones along the way. But uh, we've got heaps of time. How have you felt the, um, like, how do you cope with the, with the ups and downs of the, the training period? Because I know it can be frustrating. Yeah. Well, as I was saying, the first two weeks felt really good. And I was like, yeah, this is going well, getting into it again. And then, um, yeah, kind of just the last few weeks just hasn't, hasn't really gone so well. But, yeah, life kind of happens like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, by no fault of your own as well. It's a, it's a completely different ball game, isn't it, when we're, um, when we're not getting the work done because we just can't be bothered, but we're not getting the work done because of crazy, crazy work in COVID. But, um, mate, the first, the, as you said, the first couple of weeks, you were just – ticking boxes left, right, and center. It's a, a beautiful start. I was getting excited just logging on to training peaks to, to see how you'd handle each session for, for each day. And uh, uh, yeah, the first the first couple of sessions, I was thinking, oh, mate, like we're in for a, uh, a treat here. I still believe it. But um, I, I was interested to find out because you, you said, obviously, um, yeah, your previous coach sort of passed away fairly fairly suddenly, wasn't it? He, you'd done a bit of work with, with him over training peaks and uh, and stuff like that, but I was I was curious to find out how you'd sort of uh, how you'd sort of adjusted to to this to this training structure because I know different places around the world like the US men seem to have a real focus on like longer, harder kind of tempo runs and and just getting as much sort of I, I don't know if you call it pace as much as just I guess some solid longer runs in the legs. Whereas here in Australia and I think New Zealand. From what I can tell, from a, a number of the New Zealand athletes that I've spoken to, have a similarly pr- similar, a uh, pretty similar training structure with the with the longer, easier runs on a Sunday and the sessions. And has it been much of a shock to the system, or, or do you feel like it's been a fairly natural transition into the um, into the training routine that you've been that you've been on since since jumping over with me? Um, yeah, well, it was obviously quite a change going from swim, bike, run to just focusing on the running have some big weeks especially training for Ironman all three disciplines you, you know you're doing some 15 20 hour weeks sometimes more coming up to Ironman so yeah it's quite a change just to be focusing on the running but I guess yeah running 
running's probably always been my strength out of the three, followed by cycling. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, kind of nice just just to focus on the running. So were you you were working full time when you were training for the Ironman as well? Uh yes. Yeah, I was. It's uh, I, I, I love the uh, I love the cloth that you cut from. I don't know if you ever heard the the couple of podcast interviews I did with with Aussie marathon runner Liam Adams. No, I don't think I've heard that one. No, nah, man, check it out. Liam Adams is a he's a, I think he's run two. I don't think he's broken two ten. I think he's run two hours ten for the marathon, and uh, he's got a bit of a, a reputation as just being a, a real go getter when it comes to his training. He uh. So when he ran his two ten, I thought, okay, so is it just, is it just you essentially going out and training hard each day and then coming home and recovering? And he's like, mate, completely the opposite. He's a sparky, and uh, so he's up at about four o'clock every morning or five o'clock every morning to get to work by six, and he gets home uh, a lot of the time at like four four thirty, some nights even five, and then he's got to go out for a thirty k run, and uh, it's always uh, because obviously most of us don't have the luxury of. Of I say luxury, but I don't know if it's actually true. The luxury of just being able to run each day and you know come home and put our feet up. We've got to try and balance it with work. So um, there's there's a, an element of familiarity I think with most people and and that workload. But how did you uh how did you actually manage that when you were when you were doing your your sort of um you know the the, the longer hours worth of training for the Ironman was that just you're just trying to squish it as much as you could around shift work or did you have a bit more of a consistent training program at the time? Um, yeah, you're just kind oh, of sorry, not a training a program. Rest. Sorry, I mean a work program. Yeah, at the time I was on a, I guess a better roster, so it kind of fitted quite well around the shifts I was on at the time. Actually, it's quite sometimes quite nice to do if you're on a late shift. You've got, I guess, all morning to go out for a run. So yeah, some, sometimes I, I actually quite like doing the shift work, and I feel sometimes. Sometimes it works out better, but I guess other times not so much. Yeah, yeah. So do you have a? Is there a fairly consistent turnaround with your roster? Like, are there three or four different shifts that that you'll be rotated around? Like, is there ever a period of time where you're like, all right, well, for the next six months, I'm I'm just on a solid chunk of of like a an eight to four or a nine to six or whatever it's going to be. Uh so when you're on front line, it's either early early shift late shifts or night shifts so earlies is usually about 7 7 a.m till 5 p.m late shift will be 2 till 10 p.m and then a night shifts 10 p.m till 7 Mm a.m so you do two of each so two earlies two late shifts two night shifts and then four days off and then that roster just repeats yeah sure and how were you um how were you scheduling your your training around that? Did you have a fairly consistent training routine of like all right, Monday was a swim or a bike, Tuesday was a run, or did you did you pretty much just mix and match as well as you could? Um, just a bit of mixing and matching. My coach at the time was quite good, and he'd, I'd send him my roster, and then he'd just work in my program around whatever shifts I was on. Because mm-hmm. after a night shift, you don't really feel like going out and doing a a 30k run the next day yeah sure how long were you working with your with your previous coach for uh on and off for uh, a couple of years yeah originally i was supposed to do ironman in 2020 actually no i was supposed to do the 70.3 in 2020 
by then I was a bit slow at getting in and filled up before I got my spot. Yeah. So then, yeah, 2021, that was my first, first Ironman. And I'd just done a couple of halves before that. It must feel like almost a, uh, an opportunity to put your feet up just focusing on the running. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a nice change, actually. Because like, as I was saying, running's out of the three disciplines. It, I'd say it's my strength and probably, yeah, my favourite one as well. Have you ever, uh, before before deciding, and we're, we're, I'm looking forward to talking to you a little bit about Boston and, and you know, why, why you set that goal for yourself, but before you decided to focus on just the Boston Marathon uh, and, the, and the lead up towards that, had you ever spent any time just focusing on the running? Like, had you, or has it always been the, the running as a part of the triathlon? Um, well, to be honest, I'd, I'd always done a little bit of running, but not, nothing serious and until about two years, three years ago, I'd, I'd never run further than 21 Ks. Mm. It was the furthest I'd ever run was a half marathon. Um, so it was only about, yeah, probably a little over two years, two and a half years ago that I actually got into endurance sports. Yeah, before that, I hadn't really run any long distances. Yeah, man, that's good. I love the fact that um, uh, for you, like, had never really run any long different distances. He's he's just sort of dabbled in a half marathon. There'd be plenty of people out there listening, going, "Who is this bloke? He's uh, never run a distance, and he's a half marathon man already." That's a it's a pretty yeah. nice start to be able to to be able to get out on. But but what was the inspiration for? Because uh, we've sort of like we've only had uh, just for for the people listening, uh, you and I have only had one phone call, which is when you first got on board, and then most of our conversations been through training peaks and. An email, so I feel like I'm getting to know you a little bit with the audience. But um, what was the inspiration for Boston? Like, what was uh, what was the sort of reasoning behind going? All right, this is what I want to have a crack at. Uh, for those of you listening, Boston Marathon, it's April next year. From if, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, that's right. The top of my it's head, April. yeah. So we got a little bit. We got what, what over a over a year to get you there, and, and hopefully have you qualified. All going well in about nine in about nine months' time. Um, yeah, but what was the uh, what was the incentive to get you over to Boston as the uh, marathon of choice? Um, well, I guess it's always been on the bucket list. I think Boston just looks like a cool city to visit, and it's yeah, I just thought it'd be a cool marathon today. And after, after Ironman, I've done Ironman now, so I decided I'd I just needed another goal to work towards. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah, just started looking into Boston Marathon and decided I'd give that a crack. Are, are you the, the bucket list. Yeah, man, for sure. It's cool. Now, Boston's got a special place in my heart. As I said, I'm in the, the comedy scene over here. I think I might have said that before before I hit record. But um, and, and Boston's got like a wild, uh, it's got a bit of a wild reputation in the comedy world as well. But man, I've always been a fan of, of, of watching that marathon. But are you the, uh, like, do you feel like you're a kind of guy who, uh, can train pretty consistently through the year, regardless of what it is you've got going on, or or having like a Boston in in just over a year's time to work towards gives you a little bit more incentive to get out and, and do your training. Um, yeah, I need to have something to work towards. I as Iron Man, and yeah, Boston's next on the list. But I need to have some sort of goal like that to keep me motiva- motivated. Yeah. Yeah, I was really similar. I always felt as I operated better. It was easy to get out of bed on those cold mornings when I knew I was actually going to be put to the test in a 
in a couple of months' time. It could it could be a, a silly question based on the fact that your uh, that your work hours are are so random at the moment. But are you are you doing most of your training by yourself, or uh, are you trying to get in with a, a, another group from time to time to do a couple of runs with? Um, so I was in a bit of a running group, more more so for Ironman when I was training for that. There's a couple of groups I was in. I guess it was more for the cycling than the running. But there was a couple of running groups I was in. But, yeah, not so much lately. They've kind of... Because, like, yeah, as you said, you were, we're talking about my old coach who passed away. He was the one that organised that. So it's not really happening so much anymore. Sure. So but that yeah, group... It would be they... nice to, um, to get involved with another group, though. Yeah, it'd be not. Where are you? You're based in Auckland, you said. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Auckland. Yeah, awesome. I know, I know a few runners. Are, I know a few people tune in from NZ. So if you're anywhere in, uh, if you're anywhere over in in Auckland, you're looking for a trading partner. This could be your man. Shoot me a message, and uh, I, <laughs> I might be able to play wingman for you guys. Uh, nah, awesome, man. That's that's really good. So so that group uh, it kind of just dwindled away after your, your your coach passed. Did you say, man? You, you've actually you told me when we first spoke, but I can't quite remember. Did you have cancer or was it a heart attack? Or it was, I think it was it was a bit of a shock to a uh, to you from from what I remember you saying. Yeah, it was a heart attack. It was, it was super fit. He was only fifty four years old, so still super fit, and just yeah, very unexpected. So yeah, a bit of a shock really to everyone. Yeah, and the group just sort of it just dwindled after his passing, did it? Yeah, well, we um, carried on with the the cycling for a while. That group kind of carried on for a while, but then I guess as time went on, just less and less people showed up. I think they're still they're still trying to keep the running group going, but with my shifts, the times don't always work out. So I haven't really gone along to the group running for a while. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense, man. How do you find I often I often enjoy just being able to go out and go for a run by myself and and clear my head. And I think there's blessing blessings and curses in my mind about training with particular groups on particular days. I used to live here, I don't know how well you know Australia or Victoria more specifically, but there's a place over here where a, a lot of distance runners go. I, I was one of them. Um I moved to to Ballarat when I was about 20 yeah 20 years old so back in 2006 or 7 and uh Steve Monaghetti like Australia's arguably Australia's best marathon runner he was based there and did all his training there so it's got a bit of a hot reputation for for distance runners and uh, you know young up and comers but one of the things I used to get terrified about was the pace that they used to run their longer runs on a Sunday was so much quicker than I, I ever ran mine mine was always a an opportunity just to to build some slower, you know, kind of strength in my legs over the rolling hills, which are everywhere in Ballarat. But a lot of the Ballarat boys have a reputation for going out and just sort of smashing their Sunday runs, almost like a session. And I mean, every now and then I, I didn't mind that approach to it, but it'd always get to Tuesday session. And I was like, oh, here we go. Like this is now I've got an actual hard session that I've got to try and get my way through. And uh, I always noticed after a run with those boys, that Tuesday session was never quite as flash, but um uh, so that was that was the one time that I probably didn't enjoy actually running a group. I'd much rather. I love the boys. So if any of them are listening, it's not because I didn't love them, but it was just because of, of myself being a bit of a pussy and not running to get wanting to get smashed on a on a Sunday. Uh, but uh, but I know different people have have sort of different takes on it. Are you are you enjoying just the 
the opportunity to run by yourself or you're pretty keen to try and find the find a couple of people to to keep you accountable because the flip side of what i just said is sometimes i could get a little bit too lazy on a sunday and uh and just t- treat it like a little bit of a sunday stroll but when you have those guys just keeping you accountable you can't all of a sudden slip to two minutes slower per k than what they're expecting you to run yeah no it is it is nice i do enjoy getting out there and running by myself especially out on the trails nice to get out and on a trail by yourself mm. but then it's always good to occasionally do a group run and just pushes you a bit more i guess like you're saying yeah for sure i always liked it. i think the one place that I, I really liked if i could to have a group around me was was during like the tuesday sessions or uh, even the saturday sessions like I've, I've implemented a pretty similar routine actually the same structure of what i used to do for your training and we used to go out on the uh, the saturdays and and do our tempo runs as well and, and you're sort of at 20 minutes at the moment at around half marathon pace and that's what that's what i used to like to do especially when i was training for half marathons or, or even 10ks for me but uh but liam adams who i to- told you about before he was he was well and truly ahead of me in his performance over the longer stuff but we used to do some thresholds together and we were the same age and uh and every now and then he would go out and i was supposed to be running about i think it was about 310 to probably about 310 pace for per k for for 30 minutes and liam would just after about 3k start dropping 255s and <laughs> i was thinking mate i should have chosen just to do this one by myself but um yeah that was the only other exception but the trails you must have some beautiful trails to run on i've seen some photos of auckland and one of my good friends lived there for a few years so i can't imagine you would uh you'd get sick of the scenery too quickly yeah no there's quite a few nice trails around auckland some good trails out out west around honua as well out, out south so no def- definitely got some good options of, for trails around auckland yeah Man, before you're, um, uh, I know you, you said you had COVID the last couple of days in the protest and we sort of, we touched briefly on, on your first few, probably two weeks of training. How, how did you feel the, I, I got an idea from the comments that you were, you were doing it pretty well. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of green days on the, uh, on the training peaks, uh, what do you say, calendar, but how, how did the body feel like, do you feel as though you were recovering well? And, and also the, the thing I was interested in is how did you find uh, sort of uh, just restricting the pace that you were running on a couple of those easier recovery days. I know you, you messaged me a couple of times gone, mate, I think I got a bit carried away on a, a couple of the easy runs, but, but uh, did you find that you had a nice little balance between recovery and, um, and, and sort of just withholding how much effort you're putting into the runs? Yeah, no. So the, the first couple of weeks I felt went really well. The, the body was feeling good, but yeah, sometimes on those easier runs, I like I push it a little bit too much. I, sometimes I find it hard to take it back a little bit, and <laughs> it, yeah, and do that easy pace. Mm-hmm. Sort of comes with the I territory. Feel like, I feel like oh, I should be going faster. This, is, this feels too slow. <laughs> <laughs> do you prefer? Are you following your your training in K's? Like, are you looking at the kilometer splits, or do you look at the mile splits? Uh, in K's. Yeah, yeah, so do I. I've um I haven't spent enough time in America to to adjust to the miles, but I often find that I uh well I don't have I don't run with a watch anymore just because I used to get too caught up on on pace and often I knew that if I was uploading my my pace for a uh, or my training for my coach to see or uh, on Strava just for my mates to see I might get three k's in and go oh I'll just have a sneak peek and see 
if I'm feeling good, maybe I'll pick it up and they'll think I'm the real deal. But it was, it was always, it always took more discipline for me to, uh, to actually back it off and, uh, and give myself the opportunity to, to just rest a little bit than what it was for, uh, for me just to, it was always an easier option just to try and pick up the pace. But, but as I said, man, like the reason I, I sort of always try and emphasize when I'm emailing and stuff is, is like, like I'm a big believer in like, we'll do the easy runs easy. And then when we hit the, the harder sessions, we'll make sure we hit the harder ones hard. And I always felt in myself and, and a number of the athletes that I work with, they, they tend to agree apart from, I mean, there's a couple of freaks who, who can maintain high pace in their training for two months before they crash. But I always think that that longevity is, is sort of found in that nice balance between a hard running and, and that recovery running. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and like you said, we've got uh, plenty of time to work towards. Um, well, late October is the Boston qualifier, so got plenty of time to work towards that. Nah, so, awesome. like you said, longevity is important. So we can't can't go out too hard right at the start. Yeah, no, for sure, man. No, it's it's good. I'm I'm glad we have got plenty of time. And um, just for what it's worth, I bounced back. I know it's different for everyone, but. Um, hopefully in the same category as me. I reckon. I reckon after eight days, I went back out for my first run, and uh, actually, I might have. Yeah, I think it was eight days, and 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 now the body feels back to a hundred percent. I sort of forgot I had it. So hopefully, it's just like a little uh, a little blip in the uh, in the step in the course of of what it is that we're working towards. But um, what do we got? We have got a couple of uh, a couple of mar- half marathons coming up in in May. I want to say I think it was two weekends in a row. We're going to have a crack at one. And then, uh, and we're just going to use the next one as a bit of an easier run. But, but apart from that, like we've, we've just got training up until that point and that would just be a nice place to sort of get a bit of a gauge as to where you're at. Yeah. So, um, the Hawks, Hawks Bay marathon or it's Hawks Bay half and for the younger half marathon in May, hopefully they go ahead by then. Yeah. Hopefully we should be okay in, in New Zealand's. But what yeah, is this? What is the situation with you guys at the moment? Are you in? Are you in? You're not in lockdown or anything, are you? But events uh, and stuff are just being restricted. Yeah, yeah. So you can't have more than a hundred people in an event. Yeah. So basically, at the moment, all events, running events, and those type of events are getting postponed or cancelled. Sure. I reckon. Uh, I reckon. Regardless, it'd be it'd be good around that date, just so you've got something to be able to work towards regardless of, of what happens with that. Maybe we could even find a, if they do get cancelled, we could even find a, you know, a relatively, a relatively decent course. I'm not sure if there's too much flat area around where you are, but if there was a particular place where you could find a couple of Ks of, of flat ground, we might even be able to uh, have a, have a crack at a, a half marathon just on your own as, as one of our Saturday tempo, or we, we could switch that up as a race day, but then all going well, hopefully by, by the time May rolls around, you guys will be a, uh, We'll be back in business. It sort of just it fell away really quickly here. All of a sudden, the last couple of weeks, the the governments here have just said, "All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna pretty much go back to normal in in a lot of respects." Um, like I think our our football season starts in two weeks' time, and we've been told that you know we can have a hundred thousand at the MCG if we want it. So it sort of it switched up pretty quick. So hopefully, you guys are um you know all going well can can do the same kind of thing. Yeah, hopefully, it shouldn't be too far away. They reckon COVID numbers are peaking at the moment, so hopefully it won't be too long and we'll be back to normal. Nah, awesome, man. Awesome. Is there anything else that's, uh, that's sort of been on your mind around the training or anything you wanted to clarify or, or um, you know, because it's, yeah. it's it's good to be able to touch base with you on a 
you know, a couple of times a week via email, but every now and then it's, uh, it's nice to be able to just touch base and have a proper chat as well. So if there's anything, any questions or, or any confusions, any concerns or whatever, feel free to, for, to, to chuck them out for me. But apart from that, like, how's your, uh, um, like you feeling fairly confident in, in the training program that you're putting together or that you're working through, I should say. Yeah, no, I was feeling well the first two weeks, as I said, feeling yeah. pretty good. And then, yeah, just the last few weeks hasn't really, well, the last two weeks and obviously the next week, probably be Monday, I guess. Maybe try and go for a light run, easier run on Monday. Yeah. See how awesome. I'm feeling. No worries, man. Well, well, feel free, um, you know, throughout the course just to, to shoot me as many messages as you want. And uh, if you've got any questions about the training, always feel free. I'd much rather, um, I think I said to you when we first spoke that, I was always, and my my first coach, our second coach, Adam Diddy, taught me this. He, he used to say, mate, if there's something on the program that you disagree with or you don't like or you think it's not the right time for it, just let me know because um, better off both our minds being at it. So and I'd much rather both of us be super confident in the training program and putting together for you as well. So, mate, as I said, yeah, always feel free just to, to let me know if there's there's any changes or, or any, you know, thing that I'm not quite getting, especially with the shift work and stuff. Like I, I probably can't fully appreciate how hard it is to try and do a long run after a, a night shift. So if I've, uh, if I've made too many sessions, you know, around difficult shifts, just uh, yeah, yeah, pull me up and go, mate, what, what, what do you think I am? You know, you're not training a robot. Uh, yeah. Well, my new team, I'm not, I'm not doing night shifts anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I think I saw that. Was yeah, that the new roster you sent through? Yeah. Yeah. I sent yeah, you the awesome, new one. Roster awesome. through. No, that's great news. Which the new rosters a lot better than the old one i think so no more look, night shifts it did look better i had a quick glance at it and i thought oh there we go there's a couple of uh <laughs> there's a couple of runs that you're not going to have to be a uh a zombie for which is nice but no nah, yeah. as i said man shoot me an email give me a call and we'll um yeah we'll make sure we're both confident in it but dude as i said we've got we've got we've got ages to be able to have you in, in good form and i reckon we're off to a, a bloody nice start yeah no definitely i reckon yeah we're off to a good start all right all right man I'll, um, I might, I might just leave it there. I'll let you go back, get back to whatever you're doing, but we good to, good to touch base again. Maybe we, uh, we can touch base again next month if you like. And, um, and, and we'll just keep the messages firing back and forth in between there.